Welcome to Episode 3 of St. Agnes Quick Talks. If you'd like to support this podcast, visit churchofstagnes.org. We are blessed today to have with us Dr. Ralph Martin. Dr. Martin is a professor at Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Michigan and the president of Renewal Ministries. Dr. Ralph Martin is the author of many books, including Will Many Be Saved? and his most recent release, A Church in Crisis, Pathways Forward. Hello, brothers and sisters. I've been asked to share with you a few thoughts about what can strengthen us when we think about sickness and lack of health, suffering, death. And it's really amazing what the scripture and what our spiritual tradition has really to tell us about these things in a way that can really give us a lot of peace and a lot of trust, no matter what we experience. One of the basic texts that I'd like to talk about is from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. It's talking about Jesus. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same nature that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong bondage. So what the word of God reveals to us here is that the devil uses our fear of death to keep us locked up, to keep us afraid, to keep us uh, turned in on ourselves, uh, afraid to love, afraid to give, afraid to praise, afraid to surrender to the Holy Spirit afraid to uh, joyously obey God, afraid to uh, acknowledge Christ before people so he won't deny us before his Father, Uh, willingness to uh, witness to our faith. And really at the root of so many of our fears is rooted the fear of death, the fear of not having enough, the fear of not being enough, the fear of not having enough money, the fear of not having enough love, the fear of not having health care, the fear of uh, betrayal, uh, all those things are, are deeply rooted in the fear of diminishment, the fear of not being, basically the fear of death. And we know that death wasn't the Lord's intention for the human race. Scripture tells that it was through the envy of the devil that death entered the human race. And it's because of our collaboration, our, our disobedience, our rebellion against God, giving into the temptation of the evil one in the garden. And we knew that the punishment for that disobedience is death. And that punishment is still something we have to undergo. But for a Christian, it is totally transformed. And that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, I got to tell you that uh, I was, I had gotten into a point in my life a number of years ago where I was over-concerned about how I was feeling, over-concerned about my health. Uh, if I had a upset stomach, I'd say, I guess I better wait till tomorrow till I'm feeling better to pray, or if I had a headache, or uh, I'd be afraid of fasting because I might not feel good, you know, all those different kinds of things. And then one day I was reading Teresa of Avila. I've actually written a book called The Fulfillment of All Desire, a guidebook for the journey to God based on the wisdom of the saints that tries to bring together all the best wisdom that our greatest doctors of the church have on the area of the spiritual journey. So I was reading Teresa of Avila, and she talked about how nuns in her convent uh, were over-concerned about their health. This is exactly what she says. She says they stay away from community prayer. 
just now because they just had a headache. They stay away another day because they, who knows, they might have another headache. And they stay away three more days because maybe they'll have a headache again. And she says, oh, God, help me. This complaining about, this complaining of nuns. If you never swallow death and the lack of health, you'll never do anything. So I'm not a nun. I'm a man in Michigan trying to follow the Lord. I'm a father of a family. I've got six children. I've got 19 grandchildren. But hey, uh, I was over-concerned about how I was feeling. This was years ago, maybe 15 years ago. I don't know. And uh, like, like I told you, I was just oversensitive about how I was feeling. I put off prayer. I put off doing things because I wasn't feeling tops. And when I read what Teresa of Avila said about these nuns, I absolutely got convicted. I said, you know, that's me. Uh, I need to, whatever she means by swallowing death and the lack of health, I need to do that or I'll be really held back from what the Lord wants me to do. And a lot of times when the Lord points out something that we're overly attached to or overly dependent on, he also very mercifully gives us the grace to get free of that attachment, get, to get free of that over-dependence. And that was the case when I read Teresa of Avila. I felt like I was given the, given the grace. I was being convicted of my own over-concern about health. But I was also being given the grace to get free and to actually swallow death and the lack of health. Now, uh, this is just something that the Lord wants us to have. He wants us to accept the fact that we have to go through death. It's, it's the consequence of sin, but the eternal punishment has been taken away from it. There's still temporal punishment. There's still physical death, but it can really be transformed for a Christian. And I think one of the things the Lord wants us to do is to completely recognize that we're under his providential care, that there's nothing that happens to us. There's no illness that happens to us. There's no suffering that comes to us uh, that isn't under his providential care. And he only permits those things that he has a plan for bringing good out of, good for us and good for other people. Uh one of the things I think the Lord's really asking us to do is to trust him precisely in the areas of our greatest fears. I think of what Jesus taught St. Faustina to pray. Remember what, what, he, what he taught her to pray? He said, pray this prayer. Jesus, I trust in you. I think we need to think about our death. I, I think we need to trust him about the time of our death. I think we need to tell him we trust him about the manner of our death. I think we need to tell him we trust him about caring for the people that we'll leave behind and that they'll be cared for by him. So let's just do that for a moment. Let's just think about our death and, and, and the manner of our death, the timing of our death, and, and just say to Jesus, Jesus, I trust you for the timing of my death. Jesus, I trust you for the manner of my death. Jesus, I trust you for those that I'll leave behind that I'm currently caring for, that you will make provision for them even after I'm gone. Now, I've had a chance to live this many times since that time, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, I travel a lot in the work I do. I, I work for a ministry called Renewal Ministries. 
It's a Catholic ministry of a renewal and evangelization. We work in a lot of different countries. I do a lot of international travel. My last two international trips to uh, France and Australia, I had severe kidney stone attacks. I needed to have surgery when I was in France, and I, uh, my French isn't really the greatest. And uh, I, I, I have to tell you that normally I would have been pretty scared, pretty worried, pretty anxious, but I just had such a trust in the Lord and such a peace. Uh, and I have to tell you, it's a grace that God gave me, and it's a grace I think he wants to give all of us because his word tells us that he doesn't want us to be gripped by fear, that he himself has conquered the, the work of the devil, and he doesn't want us to be subject to the fear of death in, in our own life. Same thing in Australia. I had to go to the emergency room in Australia, and I didn't know if I could do what I was being called to do. I was supposed to give 10 talks to uh, 300 young people. Uh, and I didn't know whether I could do it or not. And and the Lord gave me the grace to be able to do it. And he also gave me a freedom from fear about the pain I was experiencing. Now, one of the most profound ways of thinking about suffering came to us through Mary when she appeared at Fatima. One of the things she asked the children, she said, Are you willing to offer yourselves to God? and bear all the suffering he wills to send you as an act of reparation for the sins by which he has offended and of supplication for the conversion of sinners. And then Lucia writes in her memoirs, with great enthusiasm, we said, yes, we are willing. And we had no idea what we were saying yes to, but the Lord was faithful. And uh, this is really, really important. Mary's saying, don't waste your suffering. Suffering's going to come to us. Suffering's permitted by God, uh, but he has a plan for bringing good out of it. You see, are we willing to accept the suffering that comes to us and offer it as reparation for sins? First of all, reparation for our own sins, but also reparation for, for relatives who have died, uh, for for people who are alive right now, for the sins right now that our nation are committing that's endangering our very future as a country are you willing to offer the sufferings that come to you as reparation for sin and conversion of sinners and this is so encouraging even if you're bedridden even if you're in a nursing home uh, even if your health is declining you can do an immense amount of good for the salvation of people you can do an immense amount of good for yourself immense amount of good for others by offering your suffering patiently accepting it at the hand of God in reparation for sins and for the conversion of sinners. In fact, Mary said at another time when she appeared to the three little children, she said, pray, pray very much and make sacrifices for sinners. For many souls go to hell because there are no one to sacrifice themselves and to pray for them. We can make an eternal difference in people's lives by not wasting our suffering. Now, uh, St. Paul said that in, in, in the scripture, in the letter to Colossians, he said, I make up in my own flesh what is lacking in the suffering of Christ. We know there's nothing lacking in the suffering of Christ, that the, the offering that Christ made of his, his passion, his suffering, his death, his resurrection was sufficient to, to wipe out the sins of the entire human race for all time. Of course, it needs to be responded to. 
but the Lord in his amazing generosity has given us an opportunity, has given us the privilege of participating with him in the redemption of the world. He's giving us room. He's giving us space. He's giving us a place in his side, in his wounded side. He's giving us an opportunity to join our sufferings with his suffering and let it really count for the redemption of the world, for reparation for sin, for the conversion of sinners. Now, St. Francis de Sales, uh, in his uh, introduction to the devout life, has some really interesting things to say about sickness, suffering, death. He says, hey, if you're sick, ask the Lord to heal you. He's perfectly capable of healing you instantly if he wants to. He's perfectly capable of healing you through doctors if he wants to. But in the meantime, don't waste your suffering. Uh Unite it with the suffering of Jesus. Let it be intercession. Let it be prayer. And then he says, even if you die, be grateful to the Lord that he gave you advance notice so you could be well prepared. So don't waste your suffering. Use it. Unite it to the suffering of Jesus and let it be an offering. Now, if we're not supposed to be afraid of sickness, if we're not supposed to be afraid even of death, what are we supposed to be afraid of? Because Jesus tells us there's some things we should be afraid of, but sickness isn't one of them. Death isn't one of them. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. It's it's one of my favorite passages. I think I may have even quoted it in the last podcast I did. Do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. We have to be afraid of sinning. We have to be afraid of giving into the temptation of the evil one. We have to be afraid of not resisting the attack of the evil one as he sends temptation into our life. And then Matthew chapter 5, verse 29. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. It's better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body should be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. So basically Jesus is saying, fear separation from me. That's the only thing you have to fear. If you stay with me, if you cling to me, if you eat my body and drink my blood, if you persevere until the end, you will be saved and your glory will be great. The only thing we have to fear is giving in to sin, giving in to temptation. And if that should by some chance happen to us, we need immediately to, to ask God for forgiveness. And if it's a serious matter, we need to immediately go to the sacrament of reconciliation. The real source of hope for us about sickness and suffering and death is the sickness, is the suffering and death of Jesus himself. John chapter 11, verses 25 to 26, and then verses 32 to 44. Lazarus has died, and Jesus weeps. Jesus has a tremendous love for his friends, and he's offering friendship to every single one of us. All we have to do is accept his friendship. But then he says, if you love me, do what I'm asking you to do. Uh, If you love me, abide with me. Let my word abide in you, and you'll bear much fruit. So union with Jesus is really our source of hope and what really life is all about. The only reason why we exist, the only reason why we've been created is to be one with God. So Martha comes out to meet Jesus, and 
she says to him, Lord, if you if you would be here, he 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 wouldn't have died, but I know he's going to rise again on the last day. And then Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he die, yet shall he live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. It's just an amazing promise, that union with the Lord. It's just an amazing blessing. It's an amazing gift. So we don't have to be afraid of sickness. We don't have to be afraid of suffering. We also know from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that the Lord will never let us be tested beyond our strength. But along with the test, along with the trial, along with the temptation, he'll give us the grace to endure it or he'll get us out of it. He'll only permit to happen those things in our life that will he has a plan for bringing good out of and that he'll be giving us the grace to uh, turn it into love, turn it into prayer, turn it into reparation for sin, for the conversion of sinners. And just in case I didn't hit on your main anxiety today, I'd like to finish with another scripture passage that covers everything. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. And if you're wondering what God's will is for you, this is his will. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let everybody know your patience. The Lord is at hand. Have no anxiety about anything. There it is. No anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a blessing that we have the words of the apostles. What, what a blessing that we have the inspired words of Scripture. What a blessing that we have Our Lady of Fatima revealing to us the meaning of our, of our suffering and all the good that could be done for, for it, from it. What a blessing that we have St. Francis de Sales and his wisdom. What a blessing we have in the Catholic Church about all these things. Every, every single week now, I'm doing a short video just like this podcast, maybe 10, 12, 15 minutes on our YouTube channel for Renewal Ministries. It's uh, renewalministries.net. Just go to our website and you'll find a link to our YouTube channel. You can subscribe to it for free, of course, and you'll be notified when I post a new video. Or you can just go to the YouTube uh, app, the YouTube uh, internet site and put in Renewal Ministries. Uh, you'll find our channel there. And if you sign up for our, our YouTube channel, you'll get a notification every week when a new video has been posted. So dear brothers and sisters, what a joy to be to be Catholics. What a joy to have the Word of God. What a, what a joy to have the Lord himself. What a joy to have Jesus. Amen.